This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, for joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. I hope you've had a recovered week. You know, yesterday was a day of reflection after the disappointment of Wednesday, but uh this weekend, without Arsenal playing, of course, we don't play until Tuesday when we face Chelsea at the Emirates. I feel as though we can have kind of just a, a chilled-out weekend, more so than we have done uh, in previous weeks. Uh, yes, there's kind of a rush to want to see Arsenal play again, to put this City game behind us. But, you know, I think I'm actually looking forward to a weekend um, where we can just kind of watch everybody else, in a way. Um, and then we can deal with our own challenges come next week and come Tuesday. Um, but good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Johnny, good morning to you, to Blackshine, to Old Dave. Good morning to Matt G and Paul. Good morning uh, to Martin, Penny Ween, NSW, uh, Akmal, Damien, uh, Louis. Uh, good morning. Oh, Louis. Uh, good morning to all of you joining us. Uh, always appreciate the kind support that you give uh, all the time. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Um I was joined, uh, or rather, I joined Dan Potts yesterday on his channel to talk about uh, kind of the City game. If you haven't yet gone and watched that, make sure you do. Um, the chat box is an experience. I can tell you that for sure. It's uh, it's very different. It's uh, it's very different indeed. Lots of, uh, and this isn't because of Dan, I don't think. I think um, it's, I don't know why it is, but uh, a lot of Arteta outs, you know, in the chat box. It was uh, certainly something. And a lot of abusive people as well. Um, you know, it's just the way that it goes. I don't really get it. But uh, I enjoyed myself. It's always a pleasure to chat, uh, chat with Dan. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be asked onto his show and, and talk Arsenal. But uh, it was an experience. So if you want to go and uh, watch that, <laughs> Bakary Lazaro says, now you realise how civil we are, Tom. Yes, you guys challenge me. Um, but uh, yeah, you keep it civil. Uh, they, they, yeah, they don't. <laughs> they, they really don't. Um, to be fair, I think Dan said that a lot of them um, 
aren't necessarily always in there. So uh, they saw some new people that were. So maybe they, maybe they like, maybe they found me because they're blocked from here. Uh, I must say they're, they're chasing me around YouTube. Um, Rent free, indeed. And uh, uh, Malaki, thank you so much for the kind donation. Uh, hope more people super chat you because you do put in the work. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate that. Up the Arsenal, indeed. Right, let's crack on with today's story, shall we? Uh, first of all, uh, yesterday's Premier League action. Uh, Spurs uh, coming back against Manchester United. I mean. Talk about how bad you must be to not be able to beat Spurs. Like, oh, Man United fans giving Arsenal supporters so much stick after the Man City game. They can't even beat Spurs, even when they have a two-goal lead. You know, talk about laughing at Arsenal not being able to hold on to two-goal leads. You blow it against Spurs. The team that got battered, they were 5-0 down against Newcastle in 20 minutes. And you can't hold on to a two-goal lead at Spurs. That is... Rather hilarious, if I do say so myself. Uh, Newcastle, meanwhile, uh, putting more distance between themselves and fifth place. They are flying at the moment. And their 4-1 win over Everton has put them in a position whereby they can pretty much, I think, sit comfortably. You know, they've played a game less than Spurs and they're eight points ahead of them. Uh, They can move up to... 11 points clear of uh, Arsenal's North London rivals uh, if they win their game in hand. They are, and they've got Southampton next at home in the league. So they have got a lot uh, still to play for, do Newcastle. And uh, certainly teams next season are going to be on the lookout uh, for them. And their 11 draws this year, just the four defeats, which is the same as Man City and Arsenal, uh, certainly shows the resilience they have. And it's going to pose a significant challenge for Arsenal when they arrive. Uh, on uh, next weekend, St. James's Park, next Sunday. Going to be a very difficult challenge for Arsenal indeed. Now, Gabriel took to social media yesterday after Arsenal's defeat against Man City. He posted that, I love this club. I love this squad. I feel at home and this is where I want to win and achieve my goals. We will not give up and we will fight and honour the Arsenal shirt until the end. Uh, with the quote of, there is always room on the stage of victories uh, for the Warriors who never give up after a fall. And uh, I love the spirit, you know, I love the determination, the character of this team. Um, and I love the the messages that get posted. I love uh, the kind of resilience that this team shows, the individual um, fight that each of the players have uh, is always fantastic to see and read and hear. And I spoke to Aaron Ramsdale that actually after the game, uh, you can watch the interview over on NBC Sports' YouTube uh, channel. But I spoke to Ramsdale after the game. I asked him a couple of things. I asked him about why when Arsenal play City at home, there's this kind of real proactiveness about Arsenal. We have plenty of the ball. We dominate certain elements of, of areas of the field and we create like really dangerous chances as we've showed in our last two games against City at the Emirates. And yet when we go to City, they just tend to dominate the game and we can't really get a foothold in the same way. And I asked him why, um, to which he says that he wasn't sure and that it's a question that he can't really answer, which is not the first time I've asked a question that one of the Arsenal players have found it tricky to to come up with an answer with. That's on me, not them. Um, but he did continue to say, it's the first time I've played here as an Arsenal player. Just for the first 45 minutes, we were a yard off the pace in pressing in battles and giving them chances. So as I said, if you want to come here and get anything, you need to outrun and outfight them. And for 45 minutes... We were just a bit off. And I think that that's probably a fair um, 
that's probably a fair kind of representation of of what we saw. We weren't on it for the first 45 minutes. We really struggled to get into the game. And that led to the first goal. And then the second goal, obviously, right before halftime, which I think was really damaging. Had we gone in at halftime at 1-0, maybe there would have been a... Maybe there would have been a, a kind of a response more so in the second half if we'd have been one nil down rather than two nil down. And we can talk about the offside and there's been discussions around the offside. I think that it was probably offside from the looks of the, the images that we were given, if we do trust them. But uh, yeah, Ramsdale there speaking uh, about that kind of difference, but admitting that it wasn't necessarily... Um, it wasn't necessarily always down to where we played and actually more down to our own performance. I also asked him about kind of now being a position where we could be chasing um, Man City rather than pushing them back and leading them. And he says, I've not been in that position this season, so it's a difficult one to answer. Uh, I know from a personal point of view at the different end of the table, you prefer to have points on the board rather than be chasing. Uh, we will just go into each game with five games go to go trying to win all five and we will see where that leads us. Then you never know what can happen. And I feel that that is kind of the message that we're getting from the club at the moment. It is more so around we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if City are going to drop points. City have more games to play, and they are two points behind us. So the seven games that they have compared to the five games that we have, you know, averages, the Norwich averages tell you that, you know, you'd hope that they would drop points in some of those games. Away from home, City have tended to find things trickier and they've got some tough away fixtures. Fulham, you know, you look at on paper as a, as a, as a tricky one, but they have not been doing so well recently. Brighton, of course, is, is a very tricky fixture. You would have looked at the Everton game as a bit tricky, but they've just been battered by Newcastle at home. So you think on paper there's some trickier games for them. Uh, Brentford away on the final game of the season is not easy. All of their away games, you know, aren't easy. And so you'd hope that they'd be able to drop points. And we just have to try and win. If we can win all five, I think that's the only way that we got a chance, is we have to win all five. If we drop points again, I don't see us doing what we need to do. But Brighton at home, tough. Chelsea at home shouldn't be tough, but you know you never know these days. Newcastle away is a very, very hard game. They're in brilliant form. They barely concede. They're now scoring lots of goals. Um, that is going to be a very, very, very difficult game for us. But we've got to try and get maximum points at St. James's Park, unlike we did last season. Now, Sam Bean of The Telegraph has been uh, reporting some transfer stories. And so to round those up, you can read the full article on The Telegraph, of course. Um, but Sam suggests that Arsenal have held initial talks over a potential move for Mason Mount. Liverpool continue to be the favourites for Mount, who did undergo surgery and is expected to miss the end of this season on a minor injury. Um that we'll hopefully be recovered from by the start of next season. Um, but Arsenal are said to be one of the teams that are very interested in signing Mason Mounts and see him as a potential um, option for their attacking flair, where they could put him in that left eight role, if you like. I think that's an area that maybe we could see some attacking um, options put forward for that role. And maybe Mason Mount is that guy. He's very versatile as well and won a Champions League starting in the final against Man City. So it'd be interesting if this is one that Arsenal follow up on in the summer. Furthermore, Declan Rice remains the number one target. We've reported that here, of course, and that's my understanding of the situation, that Declan Rice remains the number one target. Uh, there's been suggestions that it's already done from some people, which is, you know, fair enough. I've not heard that myself. I hope you're right. Um, but uh, he remains the number one target that Arsenal will be pushing for in the summer. 
and also the expectations Ivan Fresneda will continue to be a target for the summer as well. Sam suggested that a lot of work was done in January with the player and that they will be aiming to try and beat away competition from Newcastle and Borussia Dortmund for Fresneda in the summer. Uh, Arsenal certainly need to try and find that key right-back option um, because if they don't, um, I think they're going to struggle next season again with the options that are available to them. Fingers crossed uh, we can get the deal done for the player. Uh, anyway, let's go to part two then in your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now, I'm very pleased to announce that uh, we have raised now over £1,400, which is going to be donated to uh, the Arsenal Vision fundraiser. I'll be putting that donation in a little bit later on today. Um, We've sold over 100 caps uh, since we launched the merchandise. And of course, half of that money, uh, the profit that we've made from that, which is uh, we make around £10 per hat, and uh, the rest, of course, goes into making, embroidering, and supporting the local company that has partnered up with us. Um, but we get about £10 per hat, and uh, we commit half of that £10 to the Arsenal Foundation, and the other half goes to Cancer Mill and Support, and we usually will be making quarterly donations, and, of course, we'll continue to do that, and we'll do that with Cancer Mill and Support. But for this month, um, we will be uh, donating to the Arsenal Vision Fundraiser, which is in support of the Arsenal Foundation anyway, so it makes sense to join forces with them. Um, I will be matching the full £500, so uh, you managed to, as I say, by buying over 100 hats since we launched, uh, means that uh, we fulfilled the full 500 that I was going to match, uh, and also will be donating this month's uh, membership fees. Um, so everyone that is a member on the channel, everything that came in and that was recorded as of uh, this month that we earned from memberships will also be going into the fundraiser as well. So we'll be donating uh, nearly one and a half thousand pounds towards the fundraiser, which, you know, I know pales in comparison to the 50,000 euros that Arsblog has contributed, which was a brilliant piece of generosity that we saw yesterday um, and and fair play to those guys. But uh, we're hoping that our contribution will go a long way as well to helping those in the Zatari refugee camp. So uh, yes, a massive congratulations to everybody that's helped support this cause and everybody that's got involved with this. And we're very proud to be contributing to the fundraiser as well. Um, Okay, let's go to your questions then in the chat box. By the way, if you still want to get a hat, you can. You can get the USA one, you get the gold one, the red one, the grey one, 
all down in the description. We are continuing to support the fantastic causes each time you get yourself a hat. Global shipping, don't forget either. So anywhere in the world, hopefully you can get yourself uh, one, two. Um, let's go to uh, King. King, so good to see you in the chat, my friend. Uh, if Arsenal finished second with 90 points, what would be your rating of the season? Probably a nine. You know, a 10 would have been winning the league, but has to be a nine. You know, finishing second, 90 points. What an achievement. You know, t- to be honest, finishing second will get myself, will, will give us a nine. I could not be on my wildest dreams ever have imagined being in a title race this season. And that has been a gift and a blessing and sometimes a curse. But uh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, it's got to be a nine for the season. Uh, Pinguin says, I'm getting more and more tempted to try to take up golf. Uh, so I can sum up golf in a few short words. Um, expensive frustrating rewarding social and addictive there you go there's five words um to sum up golf uh, what was it again expensive frustrating rewarding um expense no i said expensive i can't i've already forgotten that shows you the sieve of memory that i have uh, addictive and something else that i can't remember but yeah there you go five four or five words to sum up golf um let's go to boss who says tom uh, do you think it's arsenal and city who will be the two teams fighting for the season every season if so then why not go for uh go big like city did and get the other best striker in the world mbappe um That'd be great. You know, I'd love Mbappe. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Arsenal go out and sign Mbappe. I don't think it's going to be possible, but I'd love to see it. I'd absolutely love to see it. I don't think that Haaland is going to be at Man City forever. You know, I think Real Madrid are very keen on signing Erling Haaland in the future. And apparently there is uh, kind of clauses in his deal at City that may activate a release clause in the future, similar to the one at Borussia Dortmund. So let's see if that does indeed happen. If that is the case, then they are going to be without the best striker in the world. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, why not? Go for Mbappe. Try and sign him. Uh, I can't say I'm a particularly big fan of his personality, but um, certainly from a footballing perspective, he seems like an amazing footballer. Uh, James says, if you could pick your dream Champions League group for us next season, who would it be in the group? Wow, that's asking me to know every single uh, kind of league and asking me who's going to be in which pot, which is a hell of a question. Uh, I guess, obviously, Group A, I think, is the Portuguese league in Group A. I think that it might be. Who's top of the Portuguese league at the moment? Benfica. So I know Benfica are a very good club, but I think you'd hope that Benfica would be your pot A group. You think that we would be in pot two? I think we're going to be in pot two, maybe pot three even, because we've been out of the competition for a while. Our coefficient's not very good. I think pot two. So let's say we're pot two. Pot three, I think then you start getting into kind of the third or fourth place teams in some of the top leagues. Um, so at the moment, Union Berlin and Freiburg are in third and fourth in the Bundesliga. So maybe one of them for pot three. And then pot four, it's usually going to be like somewhere. It's usually like a, a league much further down the coefficient. So... Who is top of the Cypriot Premier League? <laughs> Let's have a look at that one. Uh, Cypriot Premier League, Cypriot First Division. Apoel are top at the moment. So let's say Apoel uh, into pot four. There you go, James. You really challenged me with that question. Um, let's go to Sean who says, Yesterday you mentioned how you predicted the scoreline to one of your friends. I was curious to know what indications led you to believe this prediction. I was going with higher expectations. Yeah, you know, on the show, I was like, on the show, I'm like, I feel like I'm a lot more, I'm chatting with you guys. I'm a lot more confident, you know. And then uh, I say a friend, it was the missus. The missus asked me, what do I think? And she was like, look, 
She was like, I hope you're not going to Manchester with your hopes up because, and she's a Charlton fan, by the way. Um, so she never has her hopes up. But I hope that you're not going into that game expecting much. And I was like, no, I'm honestly not. You know, I, th- I think that Manchester City will win and it will probably be something silly. So she like <laughs> has this effect of making me because she's a pessimistic person, brings my optimism down. So whilst I'll be all optimistic and happy and stuff here, you know, she brings me back down to earth with a thud sometimes, and I think I was more so. But I just, it's just that, it's that barrier, that mental block that going to the Etihad has been for us. And I think, Sean, that that, the Etihad itself was what was probably giving me that feeling um, of, of dread and doom that ultimately came through in the end as well. Um, Fahim says, do Arsenal need a focal point up front next season? I think a striker continues to be um, a lot more of a focus for us. And I think I've talked a bit length about Gabriel Jesus uh, and how we probably need to be looking at being ruthless with our squad and bringing in another striker. And that that's where we need to be with it. Um, Hugo Boss says a nine is too high. Fair enough. It's not in mine. <laughs> Judging for a title. Unreal. Has to be a nine. Um, let's go to scrolling down a little bit more. Holding sold in the summer, says Diego. Potentially. Um, he's still under contract. I think he'll have one year left uh, after this season, I think. We have an option to extend by another one. Um, so if you can get a good fee for him, then yeah. You know, if you can move him on for a decent figure, move him on. I think we can go and get a centre-back this summer. So, yeah, I think that's probably the way forwards. Um, Dave says, what do you think the transfer spend will be in the summer? I'm hoping a record level. You know, if you got back into the Champions League, you're a side that wants establishing itself as a title challenger again. I think it has to be of record levels in terms, not net spend, but just gross spend. I think we need to look at spending big. I think that we can obviously move a lot of players on for some good money. Balogun you look at, and Ketia maybe even. Um, you think about Pablo Marie's going to move on, Cedric's going to move on, Maitland-Niles moving on a free, Nelson may even go, we don't know. Um, Laconga you could sell, Pepe we need to sell, uh, Tavares we can sell, you know, Tierney may go. I think there is options for us to make some money in this team. So, yeah, uh, let's, let's wait and see what happens. Um... Let's go to <laughs> um, there's some really strange ones. Nigel says, how are you doing in the Fantasy Premier League? You know, whenever I get asked this question, it's just because I know the person asking it is probably in front of me in the in the league table. In the TGT Members League, uh, I am out of 43. I'm 12th. So 13th now, sorry, not too bad. Uh, I'm joint 12th with Kian. Uh, we're both on 1994, which is the year I was actually born. So how ironic is that? So that's what I'm on at the moment, 1,994 points um, uh, right now, which leaves me in the whole world uh, 1,169,971st. Um, that's where I am overall. In terms of Arsenal, I'm in the top 200,000, which is quite nice. Um but yeah, I, I talked to my, I've obviously got a group of close friends here at home and uh, they're ridiculously good. Um, top of the table at the moment has 2,240 points. Second place has 2,238 points. And third place has 2,185 points. You know, the league that we have with my close group of friends, are they are silly good at fantasy, like stupidly good. And that's what I'm up against. So yeah, um, I'm, I'd say I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing above average, surely. 
Um, let's go to uh, Dave says, sell holding Tierney Tavares, Maitland Niles, Cedric. I think Maitland Niles is leaving on a free from the sounds of things. Uh, James says, what do you think about Arsenal moving to a ballot ticket system for 23 24? I think it's the, the right step. I know it's going to be a frustration for some fans because they're now like, well, now I'll have to like wait and hope that I get a ticket. But I think it's the way forwards. I think it's the best way to try and stop the bots. I think it's the best way to try and stop the touting as much. Um, the Reds memberships, you know, the ballot system that's, that's doing that. We'll, we'll only know the, the real if it works next season. I have a fear that the ballot system will will unfortunately lead to maybe potentially still some empty seats because if the ballot system delivers those seats to um, a bot or a tout and they aren't then sold, you know, that's that could be an issue. But it's a strategy. It's something they've got to try. You know, we've got to be a bit experimental with how we use the ticketing system. But a lot of people called for this. I think the, the problem that this does resolve is the people waiting in a queue for two hours and that's that's a big part of this is that you've got to try and stop that you know people not being able to buy tickets has been a big thing because they've not been able to wait in a queue for two hours you've got people like teachers and nhs staff you know that aren't able to get onto the ticket system at 10 a.m on a tuesday you know so i think this ballot system certainly helps with that that you just have to enter yourself into the ballots try and get a ticket and uh and we'll go from there but I'm hoping that it has a positive effect, but I think there is always going to be some drawbacks with anything, you know, anything regarding the ticket system. There's always, it's never going to be perfect. So there's always going to be something that we are frustrated with, but hopefully it's an improvement on the current system. And for those that think, you know, now I've got to do it by a luck of the draw, arguably it was a luck of the draw if you were getting a ticket these days anyway. So I'm not sure that that is necessarily a reason not to use this system. Um, did Isaac surprise you, Neil? Yes, Isaac has has done brilliantly well. Really, really. They paid a hell of a lot of money for him. A hell of a lot of money for him. But he's doing very, very well. Um, and, you know, back in the day when we were linked with him at Real Sociedad, you know, I was keen on the idea of Isaac. I thought his link up with, with Erdegaard would be great to see. But, yeah, he has certainly surprised me. Um, and I think that has, has overachieved what expectations were. And he's having a very, very good season indeed. Um, what's your starting lineup for next season? If you could do anything, forget money, says Boss. Well, I think you asked earlier about, you know, Mbappe. So if you want a striker that's the perfect one, you go and sign Mbappe. So sure, let's put Mbappe in our forward line <laughs> with Martinelli and with uh, with Saka. Odegaard, uh, Declan Rice and Moises Caicedo, you know, that as a, as a midfield three. Woof. Oh, no, actually, if money's no object, you've got to go Jude Bellingham, haven't you? You know, Arsenal signing Mbappe, Jude Bellingham, Declan Rice for next season. <laughs> uh, I don't see that happening. Um, but yeah, that's that's surely what you've got to look to. And that's why I never, ever really answer these questions, because when money isn't an option, it's just like playing a video game, which is never, ever going to happen. Uh, Firo says, can we sign Caicedo Rice for his Nader Tony for around 200 million? For the record, I don't want to sign Ivan Tony. I don't think he's good enough to to take on that spot. Look, I think he's very good. I don't underrate Ivan Tony. I think he's a good striker. But if Arsenal are going to go and try and sign someone to compete with Erling Haaland, I don't think that it's I don't think it's Ivan Tony. I don't think he's the striker that takes us to the next level beyond Jesus. I don't think he takes us to a title challenging level, does Ivan Tony. Plus there's all this betting stuff hanging over him at the moment. So we need to wait for the outcome of that stuff. But I think that if you're looking at the 
other deals, Caicedo, yes. Rice, yes. Fresneda, yes. You know, we need to look at trying to bring in quality and they are three very good players. More so Rice and Caicedo. Fresneda is still a young guy that's got to prove himself a lot more. But Tony, for me, I yeah, no, I think that we need to be looking at a level above. Um, a level above. Neil says, is Willock better than Vieira at the moment? Yeah, you know, without a doubt. And I don't buy into the whole we sold Willock to buy Vieira. They were two years apart from my reckoning. So I don't really get when people say that. Um, I'm pretty sure we bought Odegaard in the summer that we sold Joe Willock. So, and I wouldn't swap those two at all. Would I swap Joe Willett for Vieira right now? Probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but that's part and parcel of football. You know, you can't look back two years and go, "Oh, we shouldn't have sold X, Y, Z." We got twenty-five million for Willock, and you know that money is as is one of the best fees that we've got for a player in recent times. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't have changed that because it may have stopped us from getting Odegaard, who is a far better player than Joe Willock, a far far better player. Um, Sean says you should show off that 94 95 away jersey you were gifted. The kit is one of the one oh, for the edge. Yeah, it's it's in the wash at the moment. Um, I said I wore it when I was out in Chicago and I'm in the process of still washing the ridiculously big suitcase worth of clothes um, that I have. So, uh, yes, that will certainly be featuring. Don't you worry. Um, Wilson says, What positions do Arsenal need to strengthen? Right back, center back, two center mids, forwards, and maybe a left back as well. Um, Depends on what happens with Tierney uh, in the summer. Uh, Alex says, Tom, who played better this week? Casemiro or Partey? Partey was terrible. Partey had a really bad week. Uh, so I think I'm going to lean, you know. The problem is, right, the problem with um, Thomas Partey's performances right now is that they just it just seems so frustratingly... It just seems so frustratingly like he can't get into top gear the same way that he did in big games earlier this season. And when we don't have Partey performing at his peak, we suffer. You know, we suffer so much without Partey performing at his absolute best. I lean towards Casemiro, you know, I think has not been as good as Partey over the course of the whole season. But, you know, just this weekend, Partey's performance really did uh, worry me. Um, It did, did worry me, significantly so. Um, and we will finish on, uh, let's go to Fahim, who says, do you think Zinchenko and Jesus should start every game when fit like they have been? Trossard was fantastic and Tinny can do well. And the answer Fahim is no. You know, I think you need to, Arteta does need to learn to rotate. I think we need to bring players into the team and another forward is part of that that will see us being able to rotate. Um, we, as I said, we had a good chat last night on Dan's channel with Daps, who's a Man City fan, and they, we talked about how Man City have a squad of what eighteen players, really. You know, they they have twenty five, but they have a lot of players that don't really play. But what they do have is that they've got about six, seven players that could easily rotate with any of the players in their starting eleven, really. Besides maybe Haaland and De Bruyne, and even then they've got Alvarez, who's a brilliant player, scored against Liverpool and then was dropped again. You know, so I do think that we need to get into that position where we've got a squad of 18 really good players that can all start for us. That's what that's where we need to get to, is a squad of 18 that can all start for the club. And right now, we're probably on about 13, with the two players that could start for us on the bench being Leandro Trossard and... I mean, is it even more than Leandro Trossard? I feel like I'm giving someone a disservice by not mentioning them. Tierney, I guess, is the other one. Um, but yeah. Gonzalo Ramos, I tell you what, Viraj, that's a player who's 
who escaped my mind when writing my piece yesterday. Gonzalo Ramos is the player um, that I would like to see Arsenal sign. He is the striker that I would like to see Arsenal go for. That, that. I mean, Ozymen would be great as well, don't get me wrong. But without a doubt, Gonzalo Ramos would be a great option for Arsenal to go for in the summer. I'd love to see a sign, Gonzalo Ramos. So, yeah, for me, he would be, besides Ozymen, maybe my number one striker target, Gonzalo Ramos. It's not just because I've interviewed him, as I've mentioned before. I would love to see... Ramos join Arsenal. I think he would be a fantastic signing, a great young player, scoring goals, more physical, good in the air, you know, and great with the ball at his feet, technical, good finisher, World Cup pedigree as well, of course. So, yeah. Uh, Gonzalo Ramos, he's done my pick. He's the one. He's the one I'd like. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate your time as always. Do drop a like on the video if you would be so kind. Um, and if you are new to the channel, we do these shows every single day, 8 a.m. UK time. So subscribe, turn notifications on so you don't miss things. Uh, there might be a show later on today, I, mm, but I'm not sure that there will be. Um, but we'll obviously have a preview for the Chelsea game at some point, probably over the weekend. And uh, yeah, that's it. That is it. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I will see you on the Arsenal way at 10, uh, I believe. I'll be back on there. First show I've done since arriving back from America. So that'll be good. Um, but yeah, have a fantastic day if you haven't done so, if I haven't told you already, which I'm sure I have. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.